think my oh there we there we go my computer like froze for a second it was oh, like no, no ma'am yeah it's fine we're Can't fine have that. it's okay oh, we did it oops except then your facetime device fell and i saw your ceiling yeah <laughs> it's gonna be one of those days it is gonna be one of those days but guess what this we're is here. justice hi i'm jessica and i'm jaime jaime otherwise known as jamie James. Um, how the fuck have you been um i've been a busy bitch what about you dude same <laughs> um you know not that we usually like to like get into like our personal lives too much on this podcast especially at the top of the episode yeah um you know it's been it's been like a month you know so well we we've also been working on a really big project that is actually requiring a lot of editing on your end not so much on my end yet <laughs> it will maybe but um but yeah, yeah it's a huge project so we yeah, actually be out in a couple few weeks yeah um, just because um if i'm just gonna be like super frank like you know we're we're honest here um i've yeah. been like v depressed the last few weeks and guess what that happens to the best of us it does we are working on it we are on a right track we are in an upward trajectory we like that um we like to hear that yeah I signed up with a new therapist last week. Good. Um, so I have a session with her on Wednesday. I'm very excited about that. Um, I started a new antidepressant. So, you know, like we're just, we're We're making we're moves. I like that. Yeah. We're, we are, act, you are actively making some changes and yes, that's all you can do. And sometimes it just takes a while. I don't know if, if you have not experienced depression, um, it's like difficult to know but the medication takes a while sometimes to kick mm -hmm. in it can take like eight weeks for you to start noticing yep. a difference so it's just like one of those things that takes some time exactly so you know we are just doing what we're supposed to be doing we are you know taking self, self some self-care here yeah we are you know organizing our lives a little better you know i'm not gonna lie i really didn't want to record today i'm like just yeah, but we're here. We're doing it. And you're going to go first. Yes. Because guess what? We're showing up for our fucking selves. We're showing yeah. up for y'all. Yeah. And, you you're know, welcome. we're being intentional. <laughs> we're being intentional with our lives. And that's all that people can ask for. Yeah. <laughs> True. Truly. Anyways. Um, okay. I digress. Um, jumping right into it. Again, we're not really sure who went last, but it doesn't matter. But we decided because... we're going to just pick. Yeah. And guess what? I got picked. So here And we I are. picked Jamie. <laughs> Um, so, um, this comes from a Reddit user by the name of Erwachen, I believe, E-R-W-A-C-H-E-N. Okay. Um, missing Massachusetts student Matthew Allen Mullaney was reported missing by his roommate in Florence, Italy on February 1st of 2003. There may have been some possible sightings around Europe between 2003 and 2004, but none reported since. Yikes. So... This one, you know, stuck out, um, obviously, because, like, the title was kind of wild. Yeah. Um, and kind of reminded me of, like, almost like a reverse Amanda Knox situation. Mm-hmm. Um, which, if you guys haven't seen that documentary on Netflix, it's what? bonkers. It, it um, is so crazy. It's very, yeah. We've I think we've talked about it a little bit on, yeah, like, an like, earlier episode. Maybe even did a whole I don't remember, but. I don't we, think we did a recap on it, though. I, I'm really trying to rack my brain and i'm not certain that we did um if we haven't we should because we should because it was really be good, good. 
Yeah. Yeah, and that whole case is fucking wild. Um, like I said, I think we have referenced it previously, but never yeah. like did like a deep dive. Did I'll find Maybe out. We'll do if it. not, we'll do it. Yeah, we'll do it. Okay. Um, so if you don't see it the next, you know, whenever it, it's already done. So. <laughs> yeah, right. That's true. <laughs> we already did it. Go back through our episode list. Go find it. <laughs> You're an adult. Do it. I'm just kidding. Yeah, and if we have done it, I'll see if I can link it in this week's episode. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Wow, it's a great idea. Brainstorm here. Yeah, you know, and if not, we'll link it when whenever we record it. Anywho. Okay. So, um, I guess there is, like, one previous write-up about this case on Reddit, but it's, like, many moons old. So this mm-hmm. is just, like, a more current, you know, up-to-date one just to kind of bring it back to the top of the list. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, I love when people do that in my inbox when they're like, hi, did you forget about me? I'm sending another email just so I can be at the top. And I was like... I appreciate it. Yeah, sometimes. thank you, because I did forget. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding no i did not forget about you and your 87 other emails Please sometimes mine my gets deleted <laughs> right i um i also share my inbox with a couple other people oh yeah like it's like a shared account and so yeah sometimes i think things get replied to or like whatever and then i just i do they forget don't about them. yeah or yeah, yeah. So I, someone else did take care of it and then i'm just like oh shit i forgot right. my portion because they took they already did their thing Anyways, you I would know hate how it goes. that. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, anyways, continue, continue, continue. <laughs> Enough about me. More about Matthew. <laughs> um, so Matthew Allen Mullaney was born um, November fifth of nineteen eighty one in Brockton, Massachusetts. He would be thirty nine years old today. Um, and this uh, write up was written a couple of weeks back. Um, we're recording okay. this um, mid July, so yeah. it would have been written at the beginning of the month. Um. Anyways, he was a student at uh, Fairfield University in Connecticut, and he mm-hmm. was beginning a study abroad semester at the Angel Academy of Art in Florence, Italy. Um, some sources state that he was unhappy with the direction his education was going at Fairfield University, so he took a leave of absence to attend the Angel Academy of Art for a semester and had not been previously studying music or art formally. So um, that's kind of interesting and I actually think kind of cool. Um, you know, like if yeah. you're, you know in lieu of like taking like a gap year or like something like that just like oh fuck it let's go study abroad and do something just like different for yeah if you can afford it yeah yeah it's expensive not everybody has the means but it's cool it's a good idea absolutely especially again yeah if you you know can and especially if it's credits that are transferable and Mm -hmm. whatever Um, for sure um like my major like for the most part like science credits like don't transfer internationally Mm -mm. um so unfortunately like i couldn't do it and like make it make sense for me yeah otherwise i would have um for sure but no absolutely super opportunity if you if you can yeah um anywho um so the 21 year old student was last seen at approximately 2 30 in the morning on january 31st of 2003 um outside the door of a local irish pub the lion's fountain um as he was leaving and then there have been no confirmed sightings of Mullaney since that time um, it's reported that he was not intoxicated upon leaving the pub, and he was seen speaking to a group of young people near the door. Uh, his roommate in Florence reported him missing, and his family in the U.S. was informed by February 3rd, 2003. So, I think it's kind of wild that it took about four days for them to find his family, but I don't know, you know, how easy that would have been in 2003. Yeah. Either. Well, it's different, for sure. Yeah. Um, and, like, what the legalities of, of, like, the schools giving out information, or like whatever because i'm assuming they would have had to get his parents information like through the school or something yeah yeah um so I, I don't know how that works and you know kind of trying to remember from like the amanda knox thing um it was kind of similar um there was kind of a lot of you know back and forth between you know like the u.s and 
you know, the Italian governments. And yeah, there's a lot of red tape in those situations. Absolutely. So I'm not even going to pretend like I know anything <laughs> about that and, you know, hold Same. my judgment for myself. Same. Um, anyways, uh, so Matthew was known to uh, email and call his friends and family back home in the U.S. Um, like very often. And it was mm-hmm. uncharacteristic of him uh, to leave without noti- leave without notifying anybody. Um, so he was like in, you know, pretty much near constant contact with his family and definitely mm-hmm. wouldn't have spent gone days without saying anything. Right. Um, so, uh, do, 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 do. Um, he was said to be enjoying his time in Italy and making friends. He reportedly described his classes, which he began on January 13th, um, as a lot of criticism, but not much praise, but still enjoyed his adventure and experience. Uh, Matthew left his passport behind, um, like in his uh, apartment mm-hmm. or, you know, wherever he was staying. Um, he had not used his credit card or prepaid international phone card since disappearing. Um, at the time of his disappearance, he was carrying his Massachusetts state driver's license and a health insurance card. Um, he's 5'10", white male with, a th- with thick, dark brown hair and hazel eyes, and about 175 pounds at the time of his disappearance. Um, he has a tattoo of a flaming shamrock at the center of his upper back, uh, and a mole on his left thigh and surgical scars on his left ankle from a pin insertion. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has pierced ears, but he was not wearing earrings at the time of his disappearance. Um, okay. So, um, now to kind of get on to some unconfirmed sightings. Um, so, one possible sighting was on a train bound from Dover, England to London um, on April 5th of 2003, so just a couple of months after um, his disappearance. Mm-hmm. Um, a, Dutch, a Dutch national had spoken to him and later identified him from a security videotape. Uh, the witness says Mulaney spoke of traveling to up to Dublin and getting a job there. Uh, the second sighting of Mulaney placed him on a ferry from Hollyhead, Wales to Dublin on July 23rd of 2003. A witness there states that the man resembling Mulaney uh, became uneasy when officials announced that they would be doing an immigration check at the landing. Uh, witnesses believe that they may have seen him in Bologna, Italy on February 1st of 2004. The man was reportedly appear, appeared ill, thin, and unkempt, and claimed to be English. Mm-hmm. Um, a group of Scotsmen reported that they had believed they met him on January third of two thousand four. Um, they asked for a three, or they had had a three-minute uh, conversation with a young man they believed to have been Matthew when he asked for directions to a hostel. Um, on January thirty-first of two thousand four, a retired couple, a retired couple visiting the Westport Co. Uh, Mayo and Ireland area were approached by a young American male who asked uh, that they take his photo. Um, in Maynooth, Ireland, on April 26th of 2004, a bartender at the Leinster Arms pub saw who she thought was Matt speaking with two women. She noticed the young man had an American accent, though she uh, didn't speak with him directly. Um, and the most recently, um, on July 2nd of 2005, an Irish couple claimed they had spent the afternoon uh, with him in uh, Kingsale, Co. Cork, Ireland. Um, at Oscar Madison's pub. They believe that the uh, the man they spent time with reportedly introduced himself as Matt from Massachusetts and that he was keeping a journal of his travels in order to write a book. The couple reported this possible sighting a year after seeing photos of Matthew and a description of him in a missing persons report and were adamant in their belief that it was him. Hmm. Um, so a year, been- though? Like, that's a long time. Yeah, I know. I, so- I couldn't even tell you... Like, when we were in Palm Springs, like, we met a lot of people at the bar. Like, I couldn't pick them out from a picture, like, a missing picture. And that was two months ago. <laughs> I will say, though, um, you know, kind of to piggyback off that and, like, devil's advocate, like, we didn't spend that much time with a lot of those people. That's true. 
because um, on our honeymoon, uh, Zach and I did this uh, like bark, bark, uh, bike bar crawl thing mm-hmm. in um, in Hawaii, and it was really cool. It was like a big bike that like twelve people like pedaled, and it like powered the motor. Yeah. Um, and it's it took cool. us to like five or six different bars like in the area that most of them were like kind of like local spots mm-hmm. that not that weren't like super touristy. Yeah. Um. So that was pretty dope but there was this couple that was Japanese that they were there on their honeymoon and like we like went back and forth with you on Google Translate with them like all afternoon oh that's cool yeah yeah so it's memorable right so like if I had you know talked to someone for hours I'd probably be able to pick them out a year later I also do have to say though so like I'm my first thought right when you said he left his passport I was like okay well I do know at some point in the 90s there was a, a an agreement that took place it's called a Schengen agreement where you can go in, in to and from some countries in the European Union without showing your passport so like for example when we lived in Germany we could go to Belgium we could go to Luxembourg we could go to France and there's no border stopping nor- under normal circumstances right um so my first thought was like well he could travel most of mainland Europe except you can't just go into the UK without your passport they, yeah. That is one of the places where you have to have a passport coming even from mainland Europe. And even if, like, we flew from um, London to, to Edinburgh and we flew from Edinburgh to Dublin and we had to show our passport at each place and get stamped. And, like, you know, yeah. that was in 2016 or whatever. So, like, the all the sightings of him there, like, he would have either had to have, like, a fake passport or... Something. Yeah, because there's no way you can get... You can, yeah, you can't. You just can't do it. Right. So I thought that was really interesting, too. Um, so, you know, that kind of leads to, like, questions. Because he's actually, um, so not as on the Charlie Project, he's actually on the FBI as a wanted possible kidnapping. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's very possible, you know, potentially even pretty likely that, especially if there's been so many, like, sightings of him. Yeah. Kind of out and about. That he is, you know, kidnapped, you know. Poss- you know, maybe being trafficked in some possible way. Maybe. There's a lot of yeah you know, circumstances. That's true. That could be. But uh, then there's no sightings for 15, 16 years, right? Like right. He also could have changed his appearance between now and then, especially if he true. was trying to. And he, he's getting he older, and it's probably off. I mean, it's not obviously mainstream media anymore, but that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I, I I thought this was really interesting. Um. I'm going to, you know, post all the links in the description of this podcast. Um, but you can, you know, check it out if you want. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like just, I, I thought it was just like really weird circumstances and the fact that, you know, no one's seen him in 15 years, but there were like a bunch of sightings all of a sudden. Again. Yeah. Yeah. That is interesting. Um, mine is, mine actually was featured on Unsolved Mysteries and Ooh. that was a long time ago, but it's like OG. Yes, but it's still unsolved, technically speaking. So it is the uh, murder of Jacqueline Dowlibby. Dowlibby? Dowlibby, I think is how you say it. Okay, so getting into it, it's obviously really sad. She's a child, so if that's a trigger for you, I wouldn't listen. Um, Yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, on September 14th – oh, also, I'm getting this from – I just exited out of it. A news article. Oh, no. Um, I Investigation Discovery by Mike McPadden. And then I also am referencing a couple other, like uh, another ABC7 article by Chuck Goody. 
Christine Trussell and Barb Markoff. Um, and I originally found this case on Reddit. Shout out to Endless Void of Thought. Like that. Um, so on September 14th of 1988, uh, Jacqueline Dalibby was found um, murdered in a vacant lot. Um, she was from the Chicago area, and she was only seven years old. Um, she had been apparently taken from her own bedroom four nights prior. So, Wait, so nobody noticed anything for four days. No, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm gonna back. Oh, I'm gonna go okay. back now. I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. So in the morning of the tenth, her mom Cynthia had reported her missing, and um, she it, it says uh, in the Reddit article that she went to her daughter's room to wake her up, and then she found that her daughter and her daughter's comforter were both missing. Um, she looked around the house. Um, and then she talked to her husband, who was Jacqueline's adoptive father, and they went to go look for her, and they couldn't find her. So they called the police and um, reported her missing. So the officers, you know, they're, like, obviously arrived. They're looking around the house. They discover that there's a broken basement window that they are assuming is the point of entry. Um, but then... David, who's Jacqueline's adoptive dad, said that he thought their, the back door had been left open. So, like, it was kind of conflicting, a little bit weird. And right. so, so now there's two possible points of entry, and one of them's like, oh, maybe it was unlocked, maybe it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of weird. And, like, also, I don't know. I mean, it is in the basement, so I don't know if, like, there's a bedroom or down there or, like, how it, it – it, but I – I guess I don't really have a basement, so I can't say, but I feel like breaking glass is, is pretty, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's pretty loud, so, um, but anyways, I digress. So after that, they were kind of like, well, that's a little sus, and so they're looking at the parents a little bit more closely. Right. Um, the cops were waiting for a couple days, like, thinking there might be a ransom call, um, but nothing ever happened. So then, you know, we fast forward to September 14th where Jacqueline's remains were found in Blue Island, which is a suburb of Chicago, and it was only around six miles away from her home. Um, officers interviewed, like, people from the area, and then this homeless man, um, his name was Everett Mann. In one article it says he was homeless, another it just says local resident, so we'll go with that. Um, he was a local resident. He told the cops that around 2 a.m. the night that she had disappeared, he saw a person with a large straight nose, quotes, speeding away from that area. And he said that the figure drove off in a dark car, maybe brown, maybe blue, and most likely a 1979 Chevy Malibu. So David Dalibby had, like a large straight nose apparently like it was very like similar and Cynthia owned a 1980 Chevy Malibu so that's obviously circumstantial but right. it's connecting them to the the drop of the the the, the girl's body right. um so two months later law enforcement arrests them and charges them with murder both of them um Cynthia at that time was two months pregnant which is oh, no. really sad um so obviously, as these things happen, the the public was crucifying them. Um, it was a really like hard stance. People like were really adamant they were guilty. Um, in April 1990, so uh, this was in 19, 
1988 when, um, you know, she went missing. Right. Um, in 1990, the trial judge essentially said he overturned, like, or dismissed Cynthia's case. He said that there was insufficient evidence that convict, like, could be used to convict Cynthia. And so her case was dropped. His case, however, proceeded, and he was found guilty of first-degree murder, and he was sentenced to 45 years in prison. The, the it was very circumstantial. There was, from my understanding, there was like no hard evidence. They, there's no news articles don't like say how she died or what the evidence, any hard evidence was. Um, Interesting. And so they didn't have enough evidence to to connect her. Her. Mm-hmm. But, but they. they Somehow yeah. did. Mm-hmm. Yes. Even though it was all circumstantial for the most part. Yes. From my understanding. R- right. Yeah. So she immediately starts like working to free him because she's like, he didn't do this. He's innocent. Um, so he ends up getting his case overturned. Um, it says, in addition to prosecutorial missteps, the eyewitness, Everett Mann, um, proved to be highly dubious. Quote, quotes there. Um he would have had to, he was 75 yards away from the car he saw, the large nose man, in the, like, at 2 a.m. So, like, how well can you see that? Right, and again, so we're, not to, like, cast judgment on this witness, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You know, alleged witness, I should say. Yeah. You know, I just, I don't, I don't know yeah. I love it. It says he identified David from a forward-facing photo, so like a front profile. But how would you have a, he, such a description of the nose? Well, the, I'm saying after I when the, the interview or the police interviewed him, that's how who he identified. I'm assuming a lineup. He he was shown a picture of David front frontwards. But when he, at that night, like he saw a side profile of a nose essentially like i don't know how you convict somebody from that um he also was struggling with um mental illness so uh which a lot of people do so i don't really know if that's fair to say that that can or that should make his testimony unreliable but i think that the other circumstances definitely do right and unless they're saying that it's a mental illness to the point where mm-hmm. it would have a, a direct impact on it. Cause I mean, like it says he know. had, um, bipolar disorder. Yeah. So see that I don't think. Yeah. Not like schizophrenia or something like that. Right. Yeah. Um, so other witnesses claimed that they had seen Cynthia's car parked in the driveway that evening. Um, and so they didn't see her like car leave and no one else in that area had spotted a car, especially not like one like hers. So in 1991, his conviction was overturned and he was freed from jail. So he's released. Obviously they can't be tried again, double jeopardy, whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. And some investigators are really still like firm in their belief that the parents were involved. Um, And so there were a few other suspects though. We'll start with Jimmy, who was the brother of Jacqueline's biological father. Um, so, obviously, her biological father would have been a, a suspect as well, but he was in jail, I think, reportedly when that happened. Um, but his brother okay. had been previously accused of trying to kidnap her, though that specific claim got dropped. 
wait, 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 hold, hold. Yeah, I'm not sure, but now I'm reading this, it says so, he turned out, he was the one that turned out to be in jail, not her actual dad. Um, but yeah. Okay, but he tried to pre I, kidnap her previously? I guess so, yeah, fuck? I don't, I don't know why that doesn't raise more red flags, but okay. Um, um and he was in jail doing, doing time yeah, for sexual on. assault, so he's not a great guy. <laughs> um, from reading that. And, so and now that I'm reading a little bit <laughs> down, he also was clinically diagnosed as schizophrenic. Oh, oh and now my baby's a... Hi, Emmy! <laughs> um, so, yes, they're... They, they, um, let's see, he was... He said that he had been hanging out in an all-night diner, and then two waitresses said, yeah, he was here. Um, however, when the Unsolved Mysteries episode aired, there were two, I think, two different people I read who called in to say, no, that that was not true, or something. I, oh, it says one of the waitresses recanted her original statement, saying she lied because she believed that the parents were guilty. And then she told the authorities that he had only briefly dropped by the restaurant. Um, the Illinois state attorney reopened the case, like, you know, interviewed him, but right. I don't think anything ever came of it. He would never Nothing face charges. It. He died in 2002. So um, they also were connecting this her murder to um, another murderer. Um, I'm trying to think. Perry Hernandez. So he was a child sex offender in that area as well. Um, and he apparently had a similar, like, M.O. in his kidnappings. However, he, um, like, I guess they ruled him out. They don't give details, but he's also in prison now for a different case. Um, yeah, so it's unresolved. And some with some people believing her parents were responsible and some people thinking that the actual killer got away. Yeah, I, I have a lot of. I'm interested. I'm interested to know what, how she died, and what type of evidence, if there was evidence, because, the, in 1998, you're thinking people aren't really thinking about leaving their DNA or their maybe their fingerprints, right? But not their DNA. If it right. were her parents, it's not like they're practiced killers, right? So they had to have left something, some type of like. Yeah, you but think. yeah, ah. it's weird, right? I know. Like it's very it. sad too. I, like I mean, it. she was just a baby. Um, but I also can't imagine being a parent and like being accused of that. So I don't know. And like, it, it makes me think of that case from Australia where the the dingo ate literally st stole the child, and the mom like. Yeah spent so much time like was most hated woman in she australia like spent time in prison yeah. people were convinced she murdered her baby and like she didn't a dingo legitimately came and took her child like what do you do no it's seriously the fucking craziest thing and it, it's really funny actually um my girlfriend sent me a tiktok the other day uh, hi maggie if you're listening um uh she sent me this tiktok it was like Oh, I was late to work because a cat fell on me, um, and while I was unconscious, a dog wearing shoes, uh, like, stood up for me and chased the cat away. 
and then like it was like on like a security camera footage like a cat like falls off like a rafter of some shut sort, like, up this man and then a dog wearing yes. like, you know, those, like, dog yes. wore, like, heat socks wearing those like runs up and like kind of gets in a oh scuffle oh my gosh that's so cute <laughs> you know what <laughs> um and it was like truly if it was right like, nobody would believe this man you know what's kind of funny is every time i say dingo my dog dingo looks at me because he's sitting right here <laughs> Isn't that? Yeah, not, it, not how it is. Name? Yep, that's how my husband chose to name him. Don't at me. Yeah. Which, you know, it's like repeated to us, like as it's funny, but I actually listened to a podcast about it and I had to stop because it was, it's so sad. No, it is really upsetting. And I, I even hate to like make it yes. you know, sound like yeah, a yeah. jest. But... Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, well, how about our uh, Dick and Mouse section? Anything new? Are you reading anything good? Yeah. Doing anything fun? Watched anything good? Other than 90 Day Fiance? Shots fired. I'm <laughs> just joking. Someone's been on Twitter. I haven't. I haven't been on Twitter in so long. I literally tweeted Did about you? 90 Day Today. I just know you too well. Yeah. No, it's really funny. Uh, I was actually going to bring it up in, my, in the decking off today. So Yay, I'm you're welcome. you brought it up. Um, so a while back, like a few months ago, like Zach and I downgraded our Hulu because we had the, yes. like, live TV, but we're like, we're not watching that we much don't like, live stuff. And we hate like, commercials. So like, let's not. Right. So we were just like, okay, fuck it. Like, we'll just not pay for that anymore. And so we have just like the regular Hulu and then we have HBO separate, but it's. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yes. I'm not going to mm-hmm. fucking. There's it, a number of ways you could do that. Know. If you know, you know. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. But I realized, like, a few weeks ago that all of the fucking TLC and Food Network and all that stuff that I had because of the live, I no longer have. So, uh, last night, actually, I was like, hey, it's $5 a month. I'm getting Discovery Plus. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to treat myself. And Discovery Plus has actually, like, all of the things. Like, it has all sorts of shit. It has, like, Food Network, Oof, HGTV. I love HGTV. Um, uh-huh. TLC. Oh. ID. Um, the History Channel. Um, all sorts of shit. Nice. Um, so, I'm very pleased. Also, just a hack. I don't know if your parents pay for cable at all. I was going to say. My no. parents do. And I just use their login and sign in to all these apps and I get to watch TV for free. Thank you, mom. And then I smart cast it to my TV. That is so funny. No. Just another, <laughs> in case y'all are other, you know, broke bitches. And life hack if your parents exactly. are cool. <laughs> Give it a try. Um, it was actually really funny. It's actually funny to say that too because last night my mom was texting me and she was like oh have you seen the new Cruella on Disney Plus yet and I was like oh no and then she's like we just rented it do you want to use my login so you can watch yes. it too <laughs> and if we weren't already watching something else yeah. I was like oh yeah for, for sure but I was like there's no way I'll watch, get it before yes. it like yeah, times out for sure okay um, continue and, oh anyways so I got Discovery Plus so I was today catching up on 90 day happily ever after um so I just know you too well. <laughs> um, and I, like, this is the first time mm-hmm. I've watched 90 Day in weeks. Uh, I'm glad you're reunited. And so I literally tweeted, thank you, people. <laughs> like, I follow, like, all these people on fucking Instagram, so I've just been, like, following everything through there. Um, 
but now I get to watch the whole thing. But anyways, so I literally tweeted something to the effect of, like, 90 Day Fiance and all of its, like, spinoffs have, like, zero business having this much of a hold on my me and my, like, person. <laughs> it's but okay. They do, and here we no are. shame. <laughs> no. So, anyways, that's been that. Um, and then also, um, on HBO, Zach and I actually just started oh, Sopranos. Oh, I'm gonna watch it. It's very fucking good. We're about, like, five or six episodes about? in. Um, it's about, like, oh. the mafia, but, like, kind of, but like, funny. early 2000s. Uh, it's, like, okay. it's, like, serious. Uh, it's good, We though. just started uh, watching the second season of go. Why Women Kill on, it's on Paramount Plus. I'm use, actually using your subscription. Thank you to watch it. Um, so the second season is kind of, like, American Horror Story, where it's, like, different people, um, like, a different storyline. So uh-huh. it's not so far as, like, enthralling as the first season, but it's still pretty good. Um, and, I mean, it, the guy who created it created Desperate Housewives, and he's just a genius. So it's very good. Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, uh, you, you should, because Desperate Housewives all, is all on Hulu, by the way. Oh, yeah. I was like, I know you told me to watch it. You should. It's so good. It's okay. I'm a loser. Um... I'm trying to think of, like, what else. But that's really all we've been watching. I haven't done anything exciting. Yeah, it's been... Um, I've been really busy with work. And trying to... Ke- so yeah, uh, other than well, that, too. Playing, that was so fun. I'm yeah, still sad that it's it over. So but that's happened since we last It has hap- so. had happened. I was supremely depressed the week after... Um, especially because they went on their honeymoon <laughs> and, like, they didn't take... They had the audacity to right. not take me, too. She didn't take me. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, like when they said I do, like I also did. So like I do too. Why don't I no, get I to go? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I did. Wait, wait, what? And I was like, what? <laughs> this bitch should not be talking right now. <laughs> no, it was great. As soon as the music started, I started crying because she, she just was such a beautiful bride. I. Anyway, it's a perfect day. I know. And then Mackenzie Yay. had her baby. Congratulations. So, yeah. like, I've been tied up with that. Yes, congrats, Mackenzie. Um, she's getting discharged mm-hmm. soon as well. So, um, that's all fine and good. And, yeah, yeah so kind of just getting our lives back together after our yeah. events. Yeah, it's been a busy summer. Really. It really has, and uh, Zach's in another wedding in like a week and a half. Yeah, or, uh, two weeks. We have another wedding so, to go to in to August. I'm in two weddings next year, so I'm trying to like save my money. Oh god. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and one's a destination wedding. I'm so excited. We're going to Cabo. Um. Oh, yeah. Shit, we're so at. we're Ooh. gonna leave Emerson with my parents because it's an adult-only resort. So it'll be a nice vacation for Wes and I. Um, and, like, get to go celebrate oh, one of my cool. best friends, Savannah. I don't know if she listens, but, um, I'm really excited. And... Yes, and congrats to Yay. you, too. Yeah, anyway, that's it. That's all I got. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll be back next week for sure with a regular episode, um, and then our special project, yeah. um, should be out 
within the next few weeks. Be patient because well. we have like four like hours of huge, probably right? four hours of recording, right? It, it, we have to go it's through because not all of it's obviously going to make it into the episode, but like it requires a lot more editing than our traditional episode. So be patient. Yeah, and uh, Zach yeah. recorded video footage of that interview as well. Um, so we have to edit that together also. So I'm really like, if, if I'm just being frank, yeah, I think it's going to be for an sure. August. It's a lot uh, of work. <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, so it'll be out. Um, and yeah. and then we'll hopefully that. we'll be back um, again and either this next week or the week after. Exactly. So stay yes, tuned. Yes, thanks, friends. Bye. Y'all.